Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and we got Coach K up first again this week. What's happening, player? Is that two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row, bro. We're going strong, man. I'm trying to make yeah, this, uh, what you call it, winning, a pattern. Buddy. You are winning. trend right there. Somebody should study that. Somehow yeah, I, I once made I get, it. What you say? I was saying, once I get to number three, it's going to be a habit. That's going to, well, yeah, we got a habit. Let's have it. Let's go. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited for the show. Uh, this, this dude we're going to talk about today, man, just, he's just a phenomenal person, man. Just the stuff. But anyway, I'll, I'll save it. There it is. There it is. Mr. Faison, what's going on in the Wall of Fame over there? Uh, listen, today I'm excited to be a student. I, I want to learn. I need to eat better. I've eaten horrible my entire life and still maintain this 213-pound <laughs> body. So it's in order to, I'm officially 40, and I know that the game is changing. So I got to maintain and get ready for 50. So I'm going to learn now so that in 10 years, I got the same two... 13 shape. There it is, man. You know, everything in moderation. We'll get to them. Uh, what you say? Cheese puffs you was eating earlier? Yeah, that's done. And now I'm on to this. So we'll cheese, go ahead and learn our lesson. We'll start tomorrow. One down for the other, ladies and gentlemen. One <laughs> down for the other. Fresh, what's happening, baby, out there on the island? What's going on? Man, um, I'm trying not to get down on myself, realizing I weigh more than art. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's real out here. I know. And, and I still <laughs> do. And, you know, try to work at things and then realize when it gets verbalized like that for the world to hear, you know, sometimes it's like a swift kick to the nards. <laughs> Man, you ain't got <laughs> I, I you have nothing we, to we worry were, about. Sir. We were the same weight freshman year, maybe. No, you were, you were lying to me freshman year. Yeah, I was skinny freshman year. And then after that, don't love. I had that roller coaster. It was a lot of this. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Just feeding you. Very true. Very true, man. Straight Wu Tang. And Wu Tang is for the kids, just like the 13th floor on occasions. Hey, man, it's all good, man. You uh, you a motivation for me because every morning you can count on fresh being out there. What you getting in? Three, four, five miles a morning? Man, I wish I get a good 2.7 on the Richter scale. You know, it depends on how frosty I'm feeling. But, you know, I feel just getting out there and doing something is better than just sitting here and doing nothing. So, you know, you know as long as we swing and we bring it, dog. There it is. There it is. And last but not least, our special guest this week, he is back on the podcast. If you missed him in episode 128, but we got into blank canvas cooking, you need to go back and check that episode. Man, it's a lot of energy. A lot of positivity and lessons in that episode. So much so we had to bring Mr. Pat Quinn back on this episode to continue and actually close out our gut check series where we're teaching you all about your gut health and ways that you can eat healthier and live a healthier lifestyle. Pat Quinn, what's up, baby? Fellas, audience, people, earth, I am doing fantastic. I feel great. I'm excited that you guys uh, had me come back. Uh, really appreciate it. And looking forward to uh, just dropping some knowledge, uh, sharing some tips and good information that people can utilize, benefit from, and try to live their best self. Absolutely, man. If you're watching the video right now, yes, you are reading exactly what it says on the screen. Our resident chef, Pat Quinn, can, you know, he can elaborate on the taste testing methods and things that he likes to get into when he's in the kitchen. But yes, that is what it says. You can have a taste. <laughs> it is. 
so, so I think we have a small number. You might have made it on the 13th floor Hall of Fame, man. We don't in a hundred and how many episodes? A hundred and sixty. We on one sixty. Yeah, this will be one sixty one. This will be one sixty one. We've had very few second time visitors. You might only be like the third. Third, fourth, third, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say God, dog, man. Shoot. God damn. Yeah, man. Drop a bomb for that one. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna find one. We got it right here, America. Get them sound. Silly if we didn't welcome our new listeners. Uh, episode 161, we have now entered into iHeartRadio. So we definitely want to welcome our iHeartRadio audience. Hey. Uh, thank you for being here with us on the third. More applause, floor. more applause. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to bringing you some great content every single week. So yeah, let's go. Let's go, man. Starting the iHeart. See, look, Pat, you come in on the right week, man. We on iHeart Radio this week. You about to be a celebrity chef in this hey. thing in a minute, baby. Hey. Ain't no about to be. I already been hey, one, already man. Look, what are you talking about? Diddy? My bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Man. It's about all how you think, man. I see it already, man. I'm just walking in it. There it is, man. That's the attitude. See, I told you, man, that energy right there is why we had to bring it back on the show, man. Um, so, Pat, man, first question, man, I want to get into an update on Blank Canvas Cooking, bro. Uh, you gave us the rundown the first time around, and I'm really interested in knowing how COVID has impacted your business for the good and, if, if so, for the bad. Well, i tell you what, Blank Canvas Cooking is growing. Um, for one, um, during this time of COVID and this uh, shutdown era that we've been in, I've taken some time just to figure out how I can add value to my customers. Um, I've taken the time to listen to other people in the industry, and I've learned how to continue to diversify myself. And so one of the things I did was I actually went and uh, picked up a nutrition coaching certification so that as I enter a home or if I'm working with a client, it's not just about me preparing food, but it's about me being able to speak with you in a way to help you understand how this food is not only going to please your palate, but also please your body and get you the results that you need, whatever that might be, whether you're a professional athlete or you're just someone who wants to slim down or build up muscle. So I've added value to the business um, in that sense. And as far as COVID, um, I've been so fortunate that COVID has not touched me. COVID has not touched any of my clients. Um, so that's a good thing. I do know a couple of people who have been affected, but it has not impacted myself or clients um, in a negative way. I will also add that COVID actually extended my um, work with some clients. I had a, a was cooking for a gentleman who plays for the Boston Red Sox. So since COVID happened, he couldn't leave for spring training. Call me up, Pat. I'm still in town. I need you to come cook for me, dog. So it actually helped my business out. So the fact that some athletes were home, they still wanted some good food. So it allowed me to continue on some relationships. So that was definitely a, a blessing in disguise because I was originally going to have to plan some up, figure out some other things to do. So ultimately, yeah, we've grown as far as what we can, services we can offer. Um, COVID has kept me working. Um, and moving forward, I think it's going to continue to keep me working because there are some people that just don't want to be in a restaurant because they don't want to be around crowds. So what better opportunity to have great food, restaurant quality food, than to hire a private chef to come to your house. Hey. What you want. Plug. What you need. Hey. So... 
That's awesome, man. That's awesome. A lot of things, since COVID has happened, one of the biggest things is the shift in people's mindset um, and trying to take control of your situation and pivoting where necessary, which it sounds like you ultimately were able to do. Would you say you had to have that mindset shift or was it, you know, I'm already in this lane, business as usual, I just got to figure out what to do next? Well, I already had the mindset. I just wasn't sure the direction to go with it. Um, ultimately, every, the things that I'm doing now are really driven by the focus on just standing, on standing out. Because in any business that you're in, you understand there's competition. So in the midst of competition, I, you need to figure out why would any customer or client choose you over the other five to 50 options they have out there. So that's really what drives me. So I want to make sure that people know it's not just about, yes, I can come cook. There are hundreds of people that can cook. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But one, are they going to be personable? Can you relate to them? Can you trust them? Um, do you enjoy their food? Now, outside of the food, do they offer any additional value, especially when you are someone who is looking at food for more than just a way to make you feel good, but you also want food to help you look good. And also you may want food to help you help it or cure or, or improve some ailments that you're dealing with. So if a chef has that ability to do that, now you stand out. So that's always just simply in the forefront of my mind. How do I continue to stand out and separate myself from every other chef that can cook? Awesome, man. I'm glad that you brought up that health perspective because, um, you know, it's really food is health. You know what I'm saying? Food is medicine. And a lot of us are starting to, to realize that at this time, you know, when people are becoming more in tune with their health, what are some or the top three dietary recommendations that you would have for people to increase intake of and decrease, you know, their intake of to make sure, make sure they're maintaining that healthy lifestyle. All right. So but as far as recommendations, the first one I'm going to actually mention is it has nothing to do with what you eat. The first one is actually getting to know your body. In order to do that, you need to hire a professional. I always refer clients who have concerns about their eating habits, concerned about their weight, um, energy levels, I refer them to a registered dietitian first. And I'm so blessed to have two that I partner with when there's things that are above my knowledge base. So see a registered dietitian who can actually sit down with you and help you understand how food impacts your body. Because the way I may be able to eat an eggplant and it does not have any negative effect on me, but the other, the rest of you guys might eat it and some person might have an adverse reaction to it. And it's important to understand how does food digest in your body? Do you have allergic reactions? Are you able to actually benefit from the nutritional value that's in that fruit, in that food? And some of us aren't. So the first recommendation is learn your body. And there are professionals like registered dietitians who are there to help you do that. The second um, diet, um, recommendation I have is actually know what you eat. When I have my nutrition clients that I train work with right now, first thing I do to find how serious they are, I, ask, I have them create a food journal for three straight days. And you will be surprised that when you write down and take pictures of what you are consuming and then go back and look at it, it will make, sometimes it'll put you in shock. Like, I can't believe I ate all of this. I can't believe this is exactly what I ate. Um, so it's a wake up call to actually pay attention to what 
you are consuming. Whether that is literally knowing that I drank six sodas in one day. I had orange juice that sounds healthy, but I had a whole bottle of that orange juice. I ate fried food three days in a row. You know, so knowing exactly what you consume is very important. Now, the next thing is actually taking, taking control of what you eat by literally learning portion control. Many of, some of us actually eat somewhat healthy, but we eat a lot of these things. And that is not always beneficial to us if you're trying to, let's say, lose weight. Um, you know, so understand portion control would be my next um, habit for, for folks. Hey, now, when it comes, so, so let's go back to, um, to number one, right? Um, registered dietitian. Is that something that in your experience, um, people can usually reach out to their insurance provider and get coverage? Or is that something that people have to spend on their own? But what are your thoughts so, on that? So that's going to be, you're going to have to, that, that's going to really depend on the actual insurance agency. Some insurance agencies are going to be different. Now, I know that one, there's two registered dietitians that I partner with. Uh, one of them, I know she does take insurance. So I don't know all the insurance she takes, but there are some insurance companies that will cover it. So that is up to each individual person in that case. Okay. And then for your two dietitians, is that something that they do virtually? Do you have to be where they are? Or um, like wh where does someone go to find a dietitian? Let's, let's go there. All right. So we are fortunately in an age where technology is, is rain. So literally you can Google, a literally just Google registered dietitian and put your city in. And there are, um, you'll pull up tons of information. Um, they do have actual associations, so you can, uh, um, the name escapes, escapes me right now, but there are registered dietitian associations where you literally have a database of registered dietitians, excuse me, where you can search from. Um, yes. So, and as far as virtual or in person, one I work with, I work with a registered dietitian. Her name is Lisa Dorfman. She's been in the industry for well over 20 years. She is internationally known. Um, she also became a chef as well. She's a sports dietitian. So she is highly qualified, uh, well-respected in the industry. She's able to meet with clients in person in her office. She's able to meet with clients virtually. So she's very flexible when it comes to actually getting in, in contact with you to get the information that you need. Now, if you need to go as far as having blood work done, and that's something that's important to know. Uh, within the industry, people have, you have the title registered dietitian, you have nutritionists. Now, registered dietitians have taken more classes um, in, the, in the realm of, of health science than nutritionists. So registered dietitians are actually the only group of people who can legally, um, let's say, do blood work and analyze that blood work on you uh, when it comes to it. So people don't want to understand that because they may feel, that, hey, I have a nutritionist. Yeah, but nutritionists can't do everything a registered dietitian can do. So that's important to know. But if you physically need to go in and have her do blood work on you to have a better understanding of how food is working in your body and your, your blood type, that's something that can be done as well. Hey man, gotcha. Lisa, sound, Lisa sound expensive. Who, who's option number two? No, I'm just well, you joking. Know, <laughs> well, you know that, and, no, and that's, it's glad you mentioned that. And, right. and I tell people this, when it comes to being healthier, eating healthy, um, um, utilizing health resources, you use the term expensive, it's a relative term. I tell people all the time, you can either pay now or you can pay later. You can pay up front by choosing to eat um, organic foods. You can uh, pay now by getting a personal trainer. 
by using service of registered dietitian, or you can pay that copay later when you end up in hospital. You can pay that extra bill because you've had surgery at the state hospital three or four days. So either way, you're going to pay. Which time do you want to pay, early or late? I'd rather pay early so I never have to pay late. Right, and which one is more enjoyable? Exactly. And I have, unfortunately, I had an issue two years ago. I was in hospital. And there's nothing enjoyable about being in hospital. And there's nothing enjoyable about looking at that bill that comes conveniently three <laughs> to four months later when you actually forgot you was in the hospital. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot, what is this? $8,000. So. <laughs> what are some of the, before we go forward, what are some of the, the things we should ask Russian dietitian we're looking for vetting them out to find the right one? I'm sure there are many out there that are just, you know, on paper or so forth, but how do we make sure we vet them properly? Well, one of the great things is you can literally look people up, you see their credentials. Um, I would say it's relative to what you're trying to get out of it. So let's look at if you're just the um, average working person who literally you have a family, you work from nine to five, or whatever your hours are, you come home and you just literally want to find a way to lose a little bit of weight and you try many things that haven't worked. So for you in that particular um, case, you just want to make sure you find a registered dietitian that has come from a credible program. Um, you want to find out how long they've been in business. You want to find out if they have a diverse, a diverse um, background as far as where they clinical, where they're working in a hospital, where they've always been in a private sector. Because um, all these things um, will matter as far as how many different types of people they've been able to work with. Uh, and there's no knock on, let's say, a young registered dietitian, but sometimes you want somebody that's been in the industry for at least five years and somebody that's seen many different types of clientele that can come with a diverse um, background of knowledge and experience and somebody that's not going to give you a cookie cutter approach. Now, if you're somebody that, let's say, for some reason you become a weekend warrior, you're somebody that likes to compete, maybe you're in training for some type of half marathon, marathon, or some other type of competitive event, may want a dietitian who has some experience working with athletes because recommendations, uh, experiences, uh, reactions to the body with training and food are going to be different for those type of people. You want somebody that has that experience dealing with elite level or competitive athletes because their approach is going to be so much different. Uh, the way in which they can coach you up is going to be different. Um, the way Their recommendations and what they know you can handle when it comes to how you how they create a dietary plan is going to be different because that in itself is its own challenge. And most registered dietitians know that I, they can give you a list of food, but then in addition to the list of food they give you and the portions they give you, they are, they're going to understand how to give you the information in a way that you will actually consistently follow. And somebody with an athletic mindset versus somebody who just wants to, hey, I just want to lose 10 to 15 pounds are going to be totally different on how they take the information and apply it to their life consistently. Got it. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. So sticking with the health aspect of it um, and the hospitalizations and such, uh, inflammation is like the leading cause behind a lot of health or, or illnesses. And the trigger behind a lot of inflammation is sugar. And so I want your recommendation on some simple things or simple ways that we can reduce or substitute the types of sugars that we are intaking. For example, I used to be big on sodas. Had to have a cream soda or a Jones soda, and I felt like, all right, if I'm at, at least taking in real sugar and not high fructose corn syrup, I was doing something good. But then the advent of the sparkling, flavored sparkling water 
was like the best thing for me since sliced bread, especially bubbly. I'm on those things. I drink probably about two or three of them a day and it's no sugar. I get that feel of a soda, but I'm basically putting in water into my body. So what are some other ways that people can substitute that sugar in a, in a healthy way to help reduce that, that intake? All right. Uh, I always go to fruit. Um, fruit is as is your nat- most natural sugar that you're going to, that you're going to dip going to get they'll understand it's fructose um so fruit is always going to be a first go-to like simple example is i have a client right now who tells me he loves orange juice but he loves it so much that he'll have five to six servings at one sitting i'm like if you like orange juice i get it but understand that that orange juice in that bottle has added sugar to it so if you truly want to benefit from an orange eat an orange that's it eat orange and that will give you a certain amount of sugar where it's just natural sugar. Nobody has taken the uh, action, nobody's taken this new sugar product and put it into something else. Um, in addition to fruit, uh, well, fruit, I always like dates. Dates is a more dry fruit, but dates are so amazingly sweet. And if you get the right kind of date, the texture on it is amazing. If you love baked goods, like matter of fact, just yesterday I made some banana bread and the recipe does call for a decent amount of sugar. I cut half the sugar and actually added dates um, in addition to that. So it allowed me at least to still keep the sweetness level that I wanted without having added sugar to it. And one other thing to really think about, I mean, we play around with the term a healthier sugar option. Some people look at, you know, stevia and things like that. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, when you, whatever kind of sugar we bring in, whether it's fructose, whether it's brown sugar, coconut sugar, date sugar, all these different things are really being broken down in the body almost pretty much the same way. So it's important that we do understand that no matter what kind of sugar you're, you're consuming, you just want to make sure you're conscious of it and, and try to keep it at a level that is respectable for your body. I can't give you a magic number and say, well, you only need... Um, 30 grams of sugar and you're fine because our bodies are relative. Um, it's relative to how we actually consume that sugar, which is energy. Understand this. I will say this because sugar gets a bad rep. Sugar is energy. Now, if you don't use that energy, your body's now going to take it and hold on to it. And now we hold on to it as fat. But if you're somebody who's very athletic, you're out and about, some of that sugar you consume is going to be utilized and broken down into your body so you can get that activity done. So that's why I can't give you a perfect number because somebody may want to find out, well, how much sugar is, is enough for the average person? And it's hard for me to give that number. But I will, most people will say literally about three tablespoons of sugar a day is about all you should have. But once again, it's still going to be relative. That makes sense. I know you're like, huh? How much is, is that? Is that even practical? Yeah, I'm about to say, what is that equivalent <laughs> I was going to ask you, how many peach rings? How many exactly. peach rings? That? That's like a half a peach How ring? many trolley gummy bears <laughs> in you know, you know, I'm asking that question. But understand this. I hear your frustration, but the re- harsh reality is we have grown up in a society that we've consumed so many sweet items. Our taste buds love sweetness so much that when somebody tells you that literally once you get past three or four tablespoons, you're doing your body harm, it does not compute. Like, what are you talking about? I, don't, I wouldn't want to have anything that's not sweet. We don't realize how easy it is to consume a ton of sugar very quickly. So that is part of our problem is just our mentality around sugar and feeling that we need it. And I, I always teach my clients or anybody to ask, 
if you're going to consume sugary products, whether it's going to be an actual piece of fruit, uh, whether it's going to be something as simple as ketchup that you're putting on French fries or a hot dog or something, understand this, that sugar is energy. Now, once it's in your body, what you do with it is ultimately going to make it either good or bad for you. Okay, now that's not, I don't want to make a blanket statement because somebody's going to say, but what about fruit, high fructose corn syrup? Since that's sugar, can I just consume that and go work out? Nah, I'm not going to say that because of the processing that goes on with high fructose corn syrup. It is a very low budget, it is a cheaper type of sugar. Yes, let's understand that. But understand this, you, we must be conscious of how much sugar we're taking in, whether it's fruit or as whether it's coming from actual sugar that's added to products, you should be conscious of it at all times and how we're being active around the time that we consume it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a little hard pill to swallow. You talking about the three teaspoons, but you know, we're table, gonna, we're table, 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 not tablespoon. Okay. Table, 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 how how many? How many? I need to know how many grams that is because I can consume an entire bag of pizza rings in a day. This man yeah. is on you, his peach so rings. I need to know. And I'm in the office now. I'm at home working. That is, that is three. So you can easily just grab something and snack and grab something and snack. So three tablespoons, what is that in grams? I'm easy, I can look at the back of the bag and say, okay, three of these is so many grams of sugar. What is that in grams? I'll start there for myself. It's easier to know that process. I can count Hold it. Let me go ahead and make sure I have the exact calculation for you. All right. Let, I'm going to make sure we're going to stick a pin in that and I'm going to come back to you so you understand it. So don't let me forget, <laughs> but I'm looking up right now. So I'll be able to multitask. With the Good. next question. All right, go ahead, B. Back on you. Hold on, let me jump one more, one more thing. Some people may still want to know what are healthier sugar options. So if you look, if you, if you know you have to add sugar to things like tea, if you know that you bake, you bake cakes or something, you want to add sugar. Looking at sugars like coconut sugar, date sugar, are sugars that are healthier options than your regular just white cane sugar or even your natural cane sugar or even brown sugar. So those are two sugars, coconut and date sugar, are seen as healthier sugar options. But we still have to be careful because they're not as sweet. So when things aren't as sweet, sometimes we will overindulge. Like that's one of the problems with stevia and those products, that because they're not as sweet, people will have more of it. And because you're having more of it, it still cancels out the fact that, okay, you're not using sugar, but you're still going to have the same levels because you're using more of the product. It's about yeah, almost 40 to 45 grams of sugar. Oh, you broke it down. My dude. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. Actually, you're not good. No, no. I'm not, I know. Because <laughs> I don't think that I can, bag is only I can look at the pack. I can space it out in time. I, I can learn how much I can take. Portion control. See? Just what I talked about earlier. Portion yeah. control. I can exactly. eat half a peach ring every 30.6 right? <laughs> minutes <laughs> throughout exactly. my day. Set my, yeah. set my watch by the minute and go click. It's going to be <laughs> on the buzzer. Hey, all, right. all right. Is EJ working from home too? Yeah. Yeah, so we have to ping her and let her know she's going to have to hide the peach rings, man. He'll save you from yourself. <laughs> Yeah, oh no more peach rings, Art. Get your no, orange. I got, I got peach. Three, three tablespoons. As you got to moderate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you. I got, okay. I got you. Check this out. You said the whole bag, right? I don't get a whole bag a day, but over two days. <laughs> it's just, uh, just you know, it's like a day and a half. Day and a half. <laughs> the day. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get bored. And, but, but what? I, I don't think what you realize is. 
is four pieces. What? Four pieces. I've never eaten only four. And there are eight <laughs> servings in a bag. In just four, there's 18 grams of sugar. So if you get eight, that's 144 grams of sugar. Wow. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Uh, and also, Ooh, cool, I, don't think, I don't think, think what else you're realizing <laughs> is, is that's all sugar, bro. Like, that is a, like anything else. Yeah, 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 like there's other stuff that you're eating that has sugar in it. Like, for instance, if you eat some spaghetti, <laughs> I'm sure there's some sugar in that spaghetti. <laughs> every, every single like, pasta sauce has sugar in it. Yeah, that is just like you're you're acting like it's only oh preserved, right? <laughs> We're gonna leave Art alone, man. I've been I've been munching on these things. Oh, you can't see them because of my background. I got a box of ba Boston baked beans, man. I've been munching on them for the last. Boston baked beans. Oh, they got oh. beans. Oh, bad. That's not. Nah, they peanuts. Candy, yeah. candy coated peanuts. Candy -coated you know, so there's some protein in there. You're right. Candy you're right. There's protein peanuts. in there. Is it protein and honeycombs? I'll eat. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give me something. What? <laughs> Can I get a handful of Fruit Loops? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you've got a handful of addiction to sugar, my friend. You need to redirect to <laughs> .com ASAP. What you're saying is I need to avoid that owl at all costs. Just go Pretty around. Much. They have the yeah, alpha. Yeah. Kashi is on that aisle too. You can you can get you some Kashi or Kashi cereal. There you go. It's not bad. And do you don't have to add sugar to it. No, I don't add sugar to anything. No, no, no. I, I used to add sugar to Frosted Flakes. That was most of us did. We you added sugar to Frosted Flakes. flakes? Add kidding. sugar to Sugar Flakes. Yes, I probably yeah, did yes. that. I probably did that when I was a shorty, yes. like the, uh, shorty. At the bottom of the at the shorty, bottom, shorty, of the yeah, shorty. and have that like yeah for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely shorty. ate the bottom, but I never like. Oh, Kella, was, yeah. What you call it? Um, cornflakes. Yeah, sugar too. Yeah. Those things don't have anything, but not frosted flakes. Well, it's, I, I've been good. I, it's okay. I'll I'll just I'll adjust. I can do that. I'm a strong black man. I can adjust. Hey. When last time you went to the doctor? Where? To the doctor. I need to find one. I went to the doctor last year, birthday. Then I obviously went to the doctor during that uh, hospital visit. Um, but I haven't been back since. I missed my checkup. I used to go on my birthday every year, but I moved. So I threw off my uh, my calendar uh, checkups. But I will go one here in Atlanta. Go you know what I'll say about that, though? Something that everybody actually should stop and think about. People, A lot of people talk about doctors and health and we'll get blood tests and get some information. But very few doctors have nutritional knowledge. Understand this. Medical school does not focus on nutrition. Most That's what doctors talked about. literally less than five hours of nutrition training. Mm. So you go to your doctor and that's great, but that is not the end-all bill when it comes to understanding right. what's going to benefit your body. Mm -hmm. So with that doctor visit, that's why you need to talk to somebody that's a nutritionist or a registered dietitian because right. doctors really are not the source for nutrition. Matter of fact, half the time you look at your doctor, they don't like they're in great shape themselves. No, no. <laughs> they don't. That's not only that, they don't want you to get your food right because then you don't got to come see them. Pretty much. Exactly. There's no money in the cure. There's money in the comeback. <laughs> you need to keep you just healthy enough when you're still a little sick, so you got to come back to us. <laughs> Think about if a doctor cured you and literally all the ailments you have, he, gave you the sol he or she gave you the solution that one time and you never had to see the doctor again, they would lose their business. 
So a doctor has to tell you just enough to keep you coming back. That's some deep level pimping right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the pharmaceutical kickbacks. Yep. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah, the game is dirty. It's stacked yeah. against us. It's nasty. I tell my doctor every year, look, dude, you're going to forget who I am. I'm only going to see you one time. And that's just why I make sure I'm on point. I don't plan yeah, to ever right. see my doctor more than just in January. I do my all my visits in January. That's it. And I'm going to take care of myself throughout the rest of the year. Period. I do my, all mine in June, birthday, birthday month. I just go get them all, eyes, doctor, everything all in June. And then I'm like, all right, cool. See you next year. But, uh, yeah. But it doesn't mean you see him next year you don't take care of your body art. I've been walking up and I'm all the damn pizza. I'm back to next year. I said himself, if it does not affect your body in a certain way, I've been able to maintain, not saying it's perfect, I've maintained the same frame since college. So I'm doing something right. That's partly correct. Understand this. There are people that within the health profession, we call the skinny fat. So there are people who have frames like you, but have internal issues like visceral fat that mm. is crushing them. You have arteries that can still be clogged, even though you look like you're in shape on the outside. So don't just feel that because you have a certain body type that wow. internally all is well. We start literally learning what happens to our gut. We start learning what's happening to our, our vessels, our arteries, and our heart. You'll be surprised how much fat we're holding in because we're consuming a lot of food that we aren't breaking down and getting out of our body. Mm -hmm. So you can look great, but feel like crap. And yeah. because you're still, you just turned 40, right? Yep, yep. Yes. So if you maintain this at 50, your body may not respond the same way. That's true. You may look like you're in great shape and your heart mess around and seize up on you one day. And I'm not wishing that on you, but I want to make sure you're wise enough to understand yes. my exterior is not always a direct reflection of my interior. It partially is. Mm -hmm. But if you know you eat fried food very often, you cannot tell me that internally you are truly fully healthy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, definitely moderations for everything. Even right. don't even don't worry, don't worry, Pat. I'm I'm moving to ATL in a couple of weeks. We're gonna find a dietitian and, and we're gonna reach out to you and and yeah, we'll, we'll be on the we'll be on the move. Yeah, we'll be back in this CrossFit games. Gonna be amazing. Nah, I ain't going back to CrossFit. What happened to CrossFit, dog? CrossFit does not seem a good thing. I don't. I don't see the. Yo, I've. I've never. Um, hey, I never fully understood the reason for average Joe to try to do foolish warrior training. Especially like to me, it's like it's it's for people who are already like in a real healthy lifestyle. Like I've seen too many people get in Orange Theory who are like I've never seen you play basketball, do anything, like barely walk across your house. And now you're telling me you, you go on Orange Fitness and it's like a week later, broke back and right. knee jacked up. This, that, exactly. that. Like you out there trying to do a thousand pushups <laughs> and last week you couldn't even push yourself up to the front of the counter. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I never have gotten that fascination. And I've, I've had motivation of wanting to go, but then it's like, like, ain't no championships out here, dog. Like, I want to be healthy enough to know that if I walk up some stairs, I ain't breathe hard. And like, you know, if I got to run around with some kids, it don't feel like I'm really just about to get straight dusted. But like to think I need to be 
like on that that warrior shit, it's like a lot, bro. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. He passed you about that. Walk, walk in. <laughs> and again. That's not a good place. It just don't. I it don't register to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I can see like, but to to. Nah, yo, like the risk isn't worth the reward. It's just like the same reason I won't go and play like a lot of basketball right now because I hooked myself up playing basketball. And once you've done that and know like, wait a minute, there ain't no more rings out here. There ain't no more, like, there ain't no more opportunity. Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. It's like, yo, I want, you should be healthy. You should be going and working out and doing it like that. That serious, like, yo, like, bro, ain't no change. You ain't, you really, uh, everybody got that same little, uh, you got the lanyard. The, the medal that you got for, for running the warrior race. I, I get it. I mean, I see you, but uh <laughs> ain't no championships out here. Ain't no rigs. Boy, hey, that's gonna let I think I like that. a certain level that you need to push yourself to occasionally. But pushing yourself to that level like, you know, four or five times a week, at some point you're gonna wear your body out. And there ain't no ring or no in the risk. It's just not to like, there is nothing what worse. So, so, There's so, nothing so. worse than catching an injury in some bullshit and dealing with it. Like, yo, being laid up in your house. Go f- up ankle. Well, that's the issue. That's the issue. You go into, you know, a situation where you're doing these Olympic lifts, you're doing these super competitive things, but then I ain't got an Olympic trainer or a super competitive person that's trying to keep my body prime to keep right. doing that over and over. So th- that, that's why I say, okay, now nah, I ain't going back to CrossFit. I'm good on that. I yeah, think some people just go too hard, man. They go too hard right. trying to keep up. Like I've never done CrossFit. I just, my issue is that if you don't have a great CrossFit coach and if you don't have a small enough class, look, you get caught up, you try to keep up and you end <laughs> up getting effed up because <laughs> nobody's watching you and you don't want to be the one to seem but like you're not doing enough. Thing, it's like, yourself. They, they, they put you in that you. position to do that. They didn't do anything. Overhead thrust. It is impossible <laughs> to go into those classes, be in a room with 25, 50 other people who are, oh, we're doing 1,000 push-ups, 1,500 sit-ups, this, da, da, da. Are, are, are doing that shit. And, like, even when you know, like, Damn, I, I can't. This is my first day here. That's a lot. But you, but you got motherfuckers going and screaming and shit is going on. You start am right. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm here. <laughs> and then that next day you wake up. Even though you only got to, you know, 100 push-ups and, and only got to, you know, a little half piece of everything. Because then you got the people who, in order to hit the numbers, are doing these weird interpretations of like you see the push the pull up people who get to this weird stroke thing and and swear like they they doing something that you just like but bro that ain't even like you just duck goose right now what are we doing hey man first principles man you 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 gotta what what you said pat you gotta know your body first bro you can't walk up in there and had no athletic ability and think you're going to, that's why I never had any interest in doing CrossFit and I was a college level athlete and it's, yeah, that's, that's just not, it's not my thing. That, that speaks volumes right there because to me, I thought that was like who, like who it was made for, but it's apparently just made for assholes who want to get yeah. up. <laughs> 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 like, I don't understand. Yeah, like I did that. that shit. 
I did that shit. I did it for, I was a, a freshman in high school all the way up through college. So, and then I've been an athlete since I was legit. So, you know, 20 years of that, I'm good. I can just maintain. I'm out and about now running. I get my two miles in regularly. I ran five miles last weekend for the first time ever. So I, I'm good. I don't need CrossFit to, to validate anything. I damn sure ain't getting caught up in no peer pressure situation and somebody dropping <laughs> the medicine thing. ball. Yeah, exactly, yo. Throwing medicine balls across the room. And yeah, man, like it's that's a lot, bro. That's that a lot. Fun. That part's fun. Throwing them and catching them and dropping into a squat. And uh, not so much. Yeah. I got pro fights that do that religiously, but and they old. They like 45, 50 years old. Name I, that. You know Maurice. Some people catch yeah, Maurice. <laughs> some people catch that <laughs> shit. Like 45. <laughs> yeah, 45 damn, is they, old? Like, dang. I mean damn. older. I'm sorry. Like older. Damn. God damn. Do that. He hit that shake up in there real quick. You know, you know, they like 42. Oh, you know, you know they they all their way out. You know, they up in that you know. I don't know. I look at it a little bit differently. I feel like at 45 again, I'm just trying to maintain. I'm cooling. You know what I'm saying? That's an age that I just want to be, you know, comfortable. You know, that's yeah. it. I'm Listen, not... man. Uh-uh. No, can't be comfortable at 45, man. Look, it, it, if something pop off tomorrow, that's I don't get to take a back seat and just be like, yeah, all right, man, and, and man that's... just go out there and do do your thing. That's the thing, because my worst nightmare is getting my ass put by some young <coughs> little on some some dumb shit. that is just like, yo, I it, it, you got to be ready, dog. It, it, it ain't about... Have yeah, a kid. Yeah. My son is eight, and he, more than likely, he's going to be taller than me. Every day, I got to be prepared like this dude. He's going to eventually be my height and think he can take right. me. That keeps me going right you there. Are, you got I'm about to say, it's the, it's the them understanding, like, the he ain't never going to think that. Cause yeah, to this day, to this day, I, I still don't think I can take my dad. <laughs> that's what he needs to be. Low gene, bro. So you know, it's, a little, yeah. it's a little bit different. All right, you better, all right, we better get on it, cause um, your two boys. Oh yeah, they're gonna jump me for sure. Especially oh, exactly. <laughs> they gotta come and be playing with all that shit in the background. Oh, fuck you, dad. But <laughs> we wanted to play with these things for years. Exactly. <laughs> Not even an African. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to switch uh, directions a little bit um, and get into the diets, man. Um, there's a lot of diets out here. Some of them come and go fast, like Mediterranean. I was big on Bulletproof. I don't know, Carol, if you're still on the Bulletproof wave or not. Um, but you got keto, Mediterranean, Bulletproof, vegan, vegetarian, all of these diets out here. Uh, what are your thoughts? Matter of fact, what should people be aware of when they're in that transition of dietary changes? So this is what I will start this answer with. I choose not to even use the term diet. I just don't like the word die and food. I don't want to associate those two. So I always just say eating routine. So many of these eating routines that people have are really not sustainable. So that's my biggest concern is that with these eating routines, they are really meant for short-term uh, results. And you can look at a lot of them and you do get short-term results. Uh, part of the, I think, nuance to these different eating routines is that they're low calorie. They're low calorie and they're manipulating the macronutrients, meaning fat, carbohydrate, and protein. 
I hear that word a lot. High fat. Exactly. Yeah. So macronutrient, just simply a fat, carbs, and protein, carbohydrate and protein. So some are going to say, hey, we're going to put you on a high fat diet, no carb and protein in order to basically train your body to utilize fat. I get it. You know, Um, but what's interesting is whether I'm getting my calories from fat, whether I'm getting my calories from protein or carbohydrates, usually our bodies are responding to the total calories. If I'm taking in a thousand calories a day, will I lose weight? Whether I have a thousand calories in 50% is carbohydrate, 20% is fat, 30% is protein. If I flip those numbers around, I'm still consuming a thousand calories. Then what's going to be interesting is how your body looks as you use those calories. But ultimately, your weight can shift. So we want to understand, we're looking at these eating routines that are happening, where we're making shifts in our weight and the manipulations from the variety that are out there. That's how we get the look of our body as far as even having more muscle or what we people use the word tone. And I can't stand that word tone. When I was a personal trainer, it made me sick to think about tone because what does tone mean? It really means nothing. Our bodies, people want to simply have our body have less fat, more muscle. So instead of saying I want to be toned, no, you want to be more muscular. Doesn't mean you have to be bulky, but you ultimately want less fat, more muscle. So just say that. Uh, so in addition to that is just, I feel that these eating routines don't set you up for long-term success. I want to see people create eating routines that set mm-hmm. you up for long-term success so that you're doing things that you can continue to do day in, day out, year, month in, month out, year in, year out. You know, and that is what's more important. It's important for you to understand how to control your portions. It's important mm-hmm. for you to understand that eating a lot of animal protein can be detrimental. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a vegan or a uh, vegetarian to live a long life. No, I'm not saying that. But once again, going back to one of the first uh, uh, bits of advice that I gave, tips that I gave, learn your body. Find out what foods work best for your body. What foods help to energize you? What foods allow you to rest? What foods keep your glucose levels down? What foods keep your cholesterol levels down? And they're all going to be different for different people. So when you choose an eating routine, balancing out the type of protein that you eat, balancing out the type of carbohydrate you eat, balancing out the type of fat you eat, that is what's sustainable. Myself, I have chosen to follow a vegan eating style. Like I never call myself a vegan. And I always correct people, say, no, I'm not vegan. I follow a vegan eating style, meaning I do not eat any animal products. I only do plant-based products. That's it. Does that mean I'm perfect? No, because I have some chips that I love. Those chips will not have cheese on it, but there's some delicious chips that I love to eat. All right. So it's important to understand a routine that is something that you can do consistently and that you can maintain for a long period of time. That's what's going to be impactful to people instead of looking at this, whatever is in style, eating routine that sounds cool because you saw some athlete do it or you saw your friend do it. And they lost, hey, they lost 50 pounds. Yeah, but see them in two years and I bet you they gained 25 to 50 pounds back. And it mm-hmm. happens to tons of people all the time. So with that, keeping, <clears throat> excuse me, going along with that vegan eating lifestyle, 
Um, that's one of the things I actually subscribe to everything you just said. I'm a mix. I'm a hybrid of everything. I eat some vegan products uh, throughout the day or a week or whatever. I might eat a grass fed steak uh, one day and then just eat all salad and salmon the next day or whatever. So I try to mix it up and make sure that I'm mindful of the nutrients that I'm taking in and the supplements, vitamins and everything that I'm getting. But I eat a lot more vegan and vegetarian options. It's been slowly increasing. Mm -hmm. But one of my concerns is the amount of processed options there are um, that are vegan and plant-based or what have you um, versus just the whole foods of, of the lot. And because it makes it easier to do. Like I love Beyond Burgers or Beyond Sausages. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, black bean burgers as well and all of those meat substitutes. I've even had shrimp that tastes very, very close to being sh shrimp that were vegan, but as soon as I bite into it, I'm like, what did they do to make this take taste this way? So in your opinion or your experience, um, living a vegan or having a vegan eating lifestyle, what should we be aware of? How should, what are the best practices of doing it um, so that we maintain health and not fall into the trap of the ultra processed foods that are out there? All right, so I will give you the example that I've learned to help if somebody is interested in transitioning from eating animal protein into a vegan eating style or, or another way is just whole food plant-based that's how you if you watch enough documentaries they would use that term whole food plant-based so the, an easier transition is let's say you eat anything start with eliminating pork and i that's would say mm -hmm. i would say you do this within about a month to two month process all right so you stop one month, just don't have, don't choose pork. The next month, choose, eliminate beef. So now you're two animals down. The following month, which is going to be hard for some people, we're going to look at chicken and turkey, and we're going to eliminate chicken and turkey. All right? Oof. Now we're just weeding it down. So now the next month, we'll go down, we'll look at seafood. And we'll eliminate seafood. And I'm, I'm just using a month as an example. Plan this out, all right? Um, so some people may, may need two months, all right, to make sure that you won't fall back, all right? So, but gradually you're reducing, you're eliminating these meats. So now you're all the way down to fish, or some people say pescatarian. So now the next thing is, all right, how do I now get to being a vegetarian? And this is what's kind of weird to me, but when you're vegetarian, you actually, vegetarians still, and following that eating style, still eat dairy, mm -hmm. and they still consume eggs. So technically, they're not eating the meat of a chicken. They're not eating the meat of a cow, but they're drinking the milk of a cow, and they're eating the eggs of a chicken. But that is, what's it, that is what is allowed in a vegetarian eating style. So that will be your next progression. And then from there, you learn to eliminate dairy and eggs, and then now you're following a vegan eating style. So that is the path that I will always recommend to people. You gradually eliminate a protein a month or two at a time. But in addition to that, it's about planning. And I tell people this all the time, that you have to plan. Typically, when you have folks, and I've talked to folks that have tried to make the transition, and they say, man, I went vegetarian for like months, six months, but I got bored and I went back. I couldn't take it anymore. That's because they did not plan on where they can get their food from. That is the most important thing. As you eliminate these options and, you, and your end goal is to get to being whole food plant-based, know what restaurants you can go to. 
Know what foods you should be shopping for and what you know how to prepare or what you're willing to learn how to prepare. When you can do those two things, you set yourself up for success because now you're going to constantly have the eating sources to supply what you need. And if you need help, talk to a chef. Hey, I've actually worked with some, I work with a friend virtually and showed him how to make certain meals. So, and not even, it's not just me, but literally, this any, you can learn how to cook anything on YouTube. It is your friend in this process. So when you understand your food sources, once you eliminate, eliminate these different proteins, that makes it easier. Now, when it comes to the process um, or the alternative meats like Beyond Burger, um, you have another product out by uh, chef, a company named The Tattooed Chef. Products in this, uh, in, this, um, in, this, in this category, what I've learned is they're designed to help people who wanna transition. So mm -hmm. folks that are trying to drop meat and go to a vegetarian or vegan um, life eating routine will do this knowing that, okay, I can still have the taste of what I liked, but I'm not getting the ill effects of, of that. My concern is that the, when they mimic the taste, what has happened is you're still putting interesting uh, chemicals into your body to mimic like the taste. Interesting. I have to say interesting because every every company is different in what they use. There's different mm -hmm. formulas to mimic the taste of, of of basically of cow. What I've learned is that typically what it is is they're mimicking the blood of a cow. That's all the taste and flavor we're getting from steaks and beef, hamburgers. It's coming from the blood. So literally, these companies are manipulating that taste of blood um, from that cow. Now, for me, knowing I want to be more whole food, plant based. I'm not too excited about how people are going to mimic that blood taste from that animal to give me that feel that, okay, now I'm more comfortable eating something that tastes like, looks like sausage and smells like sausage and tastes like sausage, but isn't really sausage. That concerns me, you know? Mm -hmm. So in theory, it is a great idea to wean people off these meats and to get them into this. But what happens is some people get stuck on it and they love them so much that they feel, okay, I'm a vegetarian, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan because now I'm eating these um, morning star burgers or I'm having these gardenes or I'm having these type of veggie burgers or these uh, other plant-based burgers and like the best of both worlds, you know? So what I, what I personally recommend is learn how to manipulate food in a way that you're not adding chemicals. So you mentioned a black bean burger, which is great. I make, learn how to make a delicious black bean burger and guess what's in it? Black beans. <laughs> peppers and seasoning and I will use a little bit of flour I'll use probably like spelt flour or sometimes even um chick garbanzo bean flour with a little extra flavor and breadcrumbs then that's how I make my black bean burger I'm not adding any extra liquids not adding any other random chemicals that I can't pronounce that's how I'm making my black bean burger for you all right so these are things that you can learn how to make or if you're out shopping find out what has been put in it look at the ingredients that's something that most people don't do. Look at ingredients. If you see the ingredient section on a packaged food and it's like this long, it's like a paragraph, I'd back away from it. I want as few ingredients in food as possible. And guess where you get that from? The produce section. When I'm going to pick out a carrot, guess what's in it? A carrot. If I'm going to pick out an onion, guess what's in it? Onion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> I mean, keep things simple as possible. 
So yes, they're um, plant-based burgers and that um, alternative meat. It's a great idea. And they, are, I will not say don't try them, but I wouldn't make it your staple in this vegetarian slash vegan eating style. Allow it to just help you wean off and then learn how to either make or learn how to purchase foods that just have few ingredients that give you that same burger feel without it being so tainted by these other products. So Pat, so let me ask you this question. I just want to recap for the audience in case, I mean, it's just so much good stuff that they may be forgetting steps, right? So right. first step, go see a registered dietitian to find out what you should be eating, right? What works for what your works. body? Because our bodies are all different, yes. Right, what works for your body, right? They're probably going to recommend you some stuff like knowing what you eat, a food journal, um, portion control, and then as far as the planning, uh, oh, plan where you get your food from, right? Yes. But the one step that we don't want to forget, right, because anytime you enter into something new, you're going to need some support and how to maintain it. You want to go follow Pat Quinn because Pat Quinn will lead you down the road of how you can cook your food, meals. Uh, all of that stuff that's going to fall in line with what your dietitian has recommended, right? So are those- That's right. So I'm a nutrition coach as well. So please, yes, please. I definitely plan on putting out some flyers on social media very soon, the packages that I offer. But yes, yeah, so myself, I'm definitely a great resource for people who are looking for that type of support and that guidance and the strategies and accountability. That's what's key. Having someone to hold you accountable. You can start and say, I'm going to start this new plan. I'm going to start this new lifestyle. But if you only get to depend on yourself, it's easy to let yourself down in anything we do. So you got to have somebody that's willing to consistently check in with you, somebody that's willing to hold you to that fire and say, hey, you said you're not going to do this, so let's not do this. Let's find this alternative option. I know you're hanging out with your buddies. Matter of fact, I got a new um, client I've started with who's actually a coach. And coaches, unfortunately, in the industry where typically they don't eat well. They oftentimes are overworked, they're stressed, they eat late, and when they eat late, what do they go find? Chicken wings, they go find big burgers. So if you're a coach and you're trying to make change, you need somebody to hold your account and say, hey, you can go out with your buddies, I'm not saying don't go out with them, but let's make smarter choices. It's okay to be the one person at the table that has that salad, or it's okay to be that one person at the table that says, I still like burgers, but you know what? I'm not gonna eat the bread tonight, and I'm not gonna get cheese on it. So I'm help. I wanna make sure you, Understand there are people that support you like myself to get you to where you want to be and hold you to what you say you want to do for yourself. Keep going. And it's funny, Pat, because you talked about being out with your boys or whatever, but in most cases, it's being at home with your spouse or your significant other or your kids, right? And one of the things I've seen Pat do, I've seen Pat cook a meal for himself and then cook a meal for his son, Right who may not be in the lifestyle or may still like certain things. And that's just an island that people are going to have to be willing to be on where you may be in your home and you might not get that support at home. You might have to get that accountability partner someplace else because it just might not be at the house. Dude, you might not be ready to make that switch. I have a client right now and that was one of the issues. Um, she has one child at home and is married. And yeah, she, at first, yeah, she wasn't getting that support because her husband did not subscribe to the same eat, um, life goal as hers. Like she's trying to lose weight. He wasn't really trying to lose weight. So he eats, he cooks food, but he doesn't cook food that supports her goal. 
And that was a constant battle because she loves the way he cooks. And she finds herself coming right back to the kitchen when he's cooking this and will get a plate. So once again, it's strategies. So I've realized that this is going to be hard for you. So until the two of you work that out, let's do this. Let's meet in the middle. So if you're going to subscribe to eating this food sometimes, take out every large plate in your house. Only keep small appetizer-like plates or saucer plates in your house. And so when you feel the need to have that food you're not, that, you're not, that isn't going to really support your goal, you're going to be forced to have much less of it and only get one serving. Don't go two, three times. No, small plate, you want to eat, fit a little bit on that plate, and that's all you're going to get. That changes things up for you because now mentally you don't feel like you're really making this huge sacrifice. So you're not going to quit and you still get what you like, but now you're just having far less of it. So sometimes we got to meet people where they're at mentally so they can stay consistent to get into their goal. So that even when you're at home, you mentioned Xavier and that's great, but you know what? Well, when Xavier's with me, that cat actually will eat plant-based mm. because I'm not mm -hmm. giving it to me a choice. Like I rarely will have extra, <laughs> I rarely will have meat in my refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do because I have a client I might cook for and I have some leftover food, so I'll, I'll keep it. But for the most part, there's not going to be meat in my refrigerator. So he's going to eat what I eat. So what I had to learn is that as a parent, your children will eat what tastes good. So make exactly. food taste good. Exactly. Something simple. Kids like spaghetti. Spaghetti. How <laughs> do a meatball? You say they like spaghetti. So have yep. spaghetti, but you don't have to use wheat, um, regular pasta. You, they make spaghetti with lentils. They make spaghetti yep. with chickpeas. So you can have chickpea um, pasta. You can have lentil pasta. Now you can make a sauce, and I've shown how to make sauce from scratch. You can take a little tomato paste. You can have some tomatoes. Stir, blend it up together, chop some mushrooms. Now you have a nice vegan style dinner and it's flavorful. And it's that simple. When food tastes good, people will make great choices and your children will eat what you eat. So you don't have to, because some people don't want to, don't make the time to make two separate meals. Let's be honest. I hear this all the time. I eat this way, they eat that way. Now I got to do double work. Screw the double work. Make what you make for you taste good. Everybody's going to eat it. Make food taste good. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Make food there it taste is. good. That might be the title of the podcast. Make food taste good. How <laughs> to make food taste good. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, man, uh, we want people to reach out to you. Um, we want people to be able to connect with you. How can they do so uh, with Blank, blank Canvas Cooking? All right, so definitely you can find me on Instagram, uh, blank canvas, and it's blank, B-L-A-N-K, canvas cooking. For some reason, people meet me to see a black chef, and they think it's black canvas. No, it's not black canvas. And yes, black It's so easy to like, do. Ah, I did it like four times blank, already. Hey, it's blank canvas cooking, and it just stems from just literally understanding that sometimes great meals just start from an empty plate, and we get creative from there and make something beautiful. It's always my canvas. Um, you can see me on Instagram under blank canvas cooking. You can see me on Facebook under blank canvas cooking, and I'm also working on this new piece um, to the company. It's called Food Function. I actually have an Instagram for Food Function, and that's function with an X in it because I fully believe on getting people to understand that food functions to make our bodies um, function better. And I just wanted I'm creating content to help people better understand how food functions to help us move, move better and live better and feel better. 
like you said earlier, um, Brett, that food is medicine, and it is medicine, and we should treat it as medicine and constantly heal ourselves on a daily basis. So many things that we don't have to live with and deal with and die from if we make smart choices with food, and it doesn't have to be torture. Healthy food can taste great. A little bit of kosher salt, some onion, maybe some garlic. If you're alkaline, then you're not going to use garlic, but that's a whole nother topic, talking about alkaline living. Um, but it doesn't take a lot. Some herbs, food can taste freaking amazing, and it can still be healthy for you. You might be, uh, you might go down in the 13th floor record books, man. You might be the only person to come on here three times talking about alkaline. Man, that alkaline piece is a whole nother level. Um, I'm learning more about it myself. Um, with what I eat, I'm probably about 60% of my food is going to, is alkaline, but it's definitely something for people that are really trying to be health conscious. There's a bunch of people when, when COVID came out, maybe by April, every, a lot of people were putting, Hey, have ginger shots, ginger and limes, you'll be fine. No, there's so many other things we got to do to change, get our body into a position to truly be, have a higher immune system be, and truly be in a, in a position where it doesn't have to break down. It doesn't have to get sick or sustain illness. And mm -hmm. that alkaline lifestyle is something that a lot of people shouldn't put more emphasis on learning about. And when you learn about what the body, how the body operates when it's in an alkaline state, and that doesn't just mean drinking alkaline water. Trust me, people say, hey, I drink alkaline water, I'm great. No, if you drink <laughs> alkaline water, but the rest of your food is acidic, you have canceled out the whole purpose of paying more money for your alkaline water. So definitely, Damn it. I would love to talk about a little bit more at another time, but some people got to look into how to create, how to follow an alkaline eating style and how that food ultimately benefits your body so that you can be as vibrant as possible. There it is, Pat. We're going to definitely bring you back on and have that conversation, man. Uh, before we get out of here, man, I got to wrap up with the preservation. Uh, Faison's Corner, and then Coach K is going to take us home. Uh, but remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. I we in the building now. Uh, so check us out there. And then the videos on YouTube and Vimeo. Make sure you subscribe, like, subscribe, like, leave comments, and tell us just how great Pat Quinn was today on this episode, man. Uh, so uh, DJ Barry, be fresh. You up first, brother. Freshervation. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, all right. I feel power of the present moment. I am intensely and effortlessly present. My, my inner stillness brings me inner peace. In this very present moment, I am very happy and satisfied. All my power is in the present moment. All that I desire in my life is created right now. There is no future. There is only the present. I think that a lot more people, while um, you need to be conscious of your future, being more um, accepting in, 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 uh, in, in the present moment and, and enjoying those present moments is a piece of life that, that many don't value and understand to accept. That in being able to enjoy and, and tolerate what's going on in that present moment at all times that's how you get to make bigger uh more precious moments in a sense so i think that all should be in the present moment this week be in the present moment enjoying p diddy on the um podcast but make sure that you're enjoying all your present moments as you move through life because it's what it's preservation i'm a little low-key today <laughs> <laughs>
Believe that though. There it is. Faison, we coming your way, man. What you got for the corner this week? No, today was a lesson for me. I, I I really enjoy listening and learning. And I think there's times where we need to just sit back, listen to be students, and take the information in, hold it, and put it into practice. So no matter where you are, be it this podcast or somewhere in work or with your significant other, listen, be a student, take the action from that point in time. Um, it's always good to ask questions and follow up, but you have to learn every day new things to help you, your body, your relationship, your mind. It's all connected. Cool, cool, cool. Morpheus, you went first to bring us in, man. You got to take us home, man. You out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think everybody looks forward to this challenge every podcast to see how I'm going to take what, <laughs> what somebody spoke about and close this thing out. But uh, listen, man, I've known Pat Quinn for a long time. Um, definitely somebody that, uh, look, man, he lives, he lives what he talks. Um, and one of the things that stood out is when he talked about having to adapt his business, right, to be successful during COVID. And for some of you, COVID ain't the first ailment or, ex or, or pandemic that you've experienced. Some of you have been experiencing a pandemic your whole life where you just can't get to what it is that you want to do. You can't live the life that you want to live. You can't get the fitness lifestyle or the health lifestyle that you seek because you're unwilling to adapt. Adapting is the first thing that you need to do if you want to reach that lifestyle that you want, if you want to have that longevity that you want, and you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. When you want to adapt, go out there and seek people that are in the space doing already what it is that you want to do, right? So look, if, if food is your thing and that's what you need to adapt, you heard the steps from the master of adaptation. And when I say the master of adaptation, I'm going to give him that title now because where you see him in this space right now is not the space he's always been in, whether it's his profession, whether it's his food choices, right? And he's always loved food. For as long as I've known him, he's always loved food, right? But he has adapted for what he wants to get out of life. And that is the, that is the lesson that a lot of us need to learn and a lot of us need to put into place is adapting and adapting for the better. And if that's what you wanna do, just take food as that first step and then figure out once you get the blueprint for how you're going to adapt your food, which look, food, we talked about it being medicine. Food is also a drug, right? And if you can break that addiction and adapt, you'll see that everything else behind that will become that much easier. Make food taste good. Make your life good. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Quinn, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I just want to piggyback off of what Carol said, man. It's okay to love food, but make sure the food that you love loves you back. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are Amazing, amazing, amazing.